Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone viewing in the United States and internationally. Welcome back to Conversations That Matter with Dr. Sonia Robinson, where we educate, inform, and uplift people, where we give people a different perspective at looking at things, trying to drive different results, where we remove barriers and build connections. Now, as people are joining us, can we take a few minutes or a few seconds just to put in the feed where we're watching from? Two, if you have any questions, put those in the feed and we'll address those as we go along. And then finally, share the video. Now somebody may wanna, this may impact someone that's not here today, but at least they can catch it on the replay. So again, share the video. So remember, this is where we educate, inform and uplift people where we remove barriers and build connections. And finally, I want you to remember this, intentions without directions is meaningless. So my co-host for today is none other than Professor Dr. Matias Matula. And you'll remember him from before. He's been here a couple times. Remember we talked about, Dr. Matias, you're okay. <laughs> we talked about conversations that matter Mozambique. And this will be the host of that particular show. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Matias. He's a world civility ambassador. He's an I Change Nations 2020 African Educator of the Year. He's the Vice Chancellor, United Graduate College and Seminary International. He's the youngest educator. He's a reinvention strategist, a master coach and author. And he is the creator of the African Civility Show and you can catch this show every Wednesday via live stream. Again, the name of the show is The African Civility Show. So thank you, Professor, for taking the time out of your busy schedule, I know you're busy, to be here with us today. So I'm gonna ask if you have anything to say before you introduce the guests. And one of our guests that's coming in from uh, Uganda, or Ghana, I'm sorry, is running a little late. So he should be joining us shortly. So Professor, do you have any words? Yes, I wanna say thank you so much, Dr. Sonia, for uh, taking the time to invest in the show, uh, the conversation that matter, because I believe it's the show that is really changing lives worldwide. Personally, understand that conversation is the key for success in every aspect of life. So having someone like you with such a great uh, vision to help us to enhance or understand the importance and also enhance the significance of conversation, I think it's something to be uh, to upload. So I want to say thank you so much. And I want to say to our, our audiences, please open your heart, open your minds. Make sure you grab your notebooks because I'm sure that uh, some nuggets of wisdom will be displayed today and we want you to maximize it and uh, uh, grab, get a hold, and then run with it because I believe if you practice what, what uh, our guests will be sharing with us tonight today, uh, they, the, the, their thoughts, the wisdom, the principles will definitely change your lives forever. So thank you so much, Dr. Sun, once again for this marvelous and great show. Thank you, thank you. So again, our show this week is Olympic Mindset, Thinking Like Winners. To be a winner, you have to think like one. It's no secret that thinking is the key ingredient to success. And if you can master it, then you can achieve any results that you dream of. Now, I want to congratulate Stacey Abrams for her dream in transforming Georgia to a key state 
In 2018, she lost her bid for governor in a contested marked by allegations of voter suppression affecting mostly black voters. She took the loss and turned it into what we see today. And that's a positive change. She believed in the potential for Georgia to have an election that would empower people to vote, to have a stake in that vote. And that paid off. We now have President elect Joseph R. Biden, and he became the Democratic uh, president in 28 years. Hear me now. He became the first Democratic president in 28 years to win the state of Georgia. And I tell you this story because Stacey Abram, she received more blacks when she ran in 2018 for governor in the state's history. I'm making a point. She took it upon herself to create the Fair Fight, which is a national rights organization rooted in the state of Georgia. She didn't want to witness any more mismanagement from the Secretary of State. And this is what we have today. So I call that a true winner's mentality with an Olympic mindset. So that's why I wanted to share that story with you because she was preparing for the 2020 presidential election. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and ask Dr. Um, um, Professor Matias to bring out our first guest and tell us a little bit about Pastor. Uh, yes, uh, today we are so honored to have an obedience uh, past Pastor Ecolano Silva. He's a wonderful young man from Mozambique. He's changed lives. He's got a very, uh, he's very dynamic, very dynamic, and he uh, works a lot with young people. And his great desire is young, it's young people awaken to the greatness in them, but also maximize their potential so they can die young. So uh, Pastor Ecolano Silva graduated uh, in theology from a, a, a Bible school in the Republic of South Africa. He is a lecturer of theology at Harvard College. He is a senior pastor and founder of Potter's House, a Mozambique ministry, but also he is an entrepreneur and he's a, a powerful, uh, life-changing, motivational speaker. Like I said earlier on, he works a lot with young people. He's got a passion and a heart and a desire to see them awaken uh, to the greatness in them. One of the greatest challenges we have in Mozambique is uh, uh, what I call uh, is low self-esteem because we are taught we are taught never to believe in ourselves. But then this young man has taken the challenge, the task, to work with young people and keep on hammering, like I, 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 I often say, he likes to hammer into their minds, in their hearts. And, and, and he tells me I'm going to keep hammering until there's a crack and persist in there until there's a a hole in the doorway because I need them to awaken the greatness of them. And first of all, I understand that the greatness is not necessarily in their uh, background or history, but then it is in their creator. So once we understand that uh, we are the image likeness of God, then he believes that the breakthrough will begin right there. So uh, Pastor Ecolan Silva, welcome to the conversation that made uh, Mozambique. Thank you very much. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pastor. 
Thank you very much. Uh, it's my honor and a privilege to be part tonight of this conversation. Uh, in fact, uh, I've been watching your programs, the previous programs, and I was really impacted on what's happening. And as I was, I was just sharing a few minutes back with Dr. Uh, Sonia that uh, through this conversation that she she started this program, our continent of Africa will never be the same again. There are minds that are, are going to be transformed because uh, 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 the key of 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 transformation of our continent, of our nation, is first is start in renewing of our mind. And this program, I believe that is coming to renew the mind of our people. And I believe God will bless uh, us, will bless this program. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Pastor Steve, uh, for those uh, uh, opening remarks and greeting the audience. We are so blessed to have our next guest right on the show right now, uh, Dr. Astor Collins. Uh, this young man is just rocking it. He's really changing the world. We are so happy to have this young man on a conversation that made Mozambique. It is, a dis it is a distinct honor to introduce, like I said, one of the Guyana's, Guyana's distinguished youth ambassador, Dr. Aston Collins. He is the United Nations Goodwill Ambassador and Global Representative for the Golden Rule International and the Interfaith Peace Building for Caribbean States and its territories. Dr. Collins is the CEO of Better Defined One Leadership and was the youngest chairman of the Board of Directors for Habitat and Humanity for Habitat for Humanity uh, Guyana. Dr. Aston Collins is the recipient of several prestigious awards, which include the South Africa Ikusasa, Ikusasa Special Recognition Award, the United Nations Golden Rule International Award, and the United States of America International Champions of His Community Award, and also from Guyana Award of Excellence. He was included within an elite group of world leaders as he was awarded the Global Leadership Award at Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C. Additionally, he received the World Civility Award and was appointed as a civility ambassador. So, moreover, I want to understand that in 2019, Dr. Collins was awarded with the Nelson Mandela Peace Award. In recognition of his level of excellence, the founder of the ancient nations, none other than Sir X, uh, Sir Claude Rivers, uh, developed the Astel Collins Global Inspiration Award and traveled to Guyana to officiate it and accompanied by uh, a delegation of 12 deserving recipients from the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, as a result of his exceptional work internationally, uh, Dr. Collins was awarded two honorary uh, doctorate of philosophy degrees in Society and Human Rights from the United Graduate College and Seminary International, as well as from the Latin University of Theology. As a result, Dr. Collins is a highly sought-after keynote speaker for conferences, seminars, and workshops for government institutions, religions, religious and uh, international organizations, universities, 
schools, and so on and so forth. Ladies and gentlemen, please help us welcome Dr. Collins into, uh, into conversations that matter Mozambique. Yes, I am so happy to have both of you here with me today. So we're gonna have conversations uh, mindsets. We're gonna have conversations that show people and tell people how to become and think like leaders, that Olympic mindset. So my first question, Dr. Estelle, with everything that you've accomplished, I'm telling you, in your resume, your bio was outstanding. This should be an easy question for you. Describe what an Olympic mindset is. What is an Olympic mindset? Yes. What an Olympic mindset mean? Olympic has been the ultimate, you know, the, the, um, the apex of um, sporting essence. So to have an Olympic mindset, it speaks to one, taking the necessary time to develop who they really are. Um, my, my mentor, Tomas, really spoke of dying empty, understanding who you really are. Because we can be alive, but not short on spot on earth. It's not the gold mines, it's not the diamond mines, it's not the oil fields, but it is in 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 actual fact the cemetery. Because most of us we did not arrive, we did not be all that we were created to be. So we died full. So I believe to have an Olympic mind or the Olympic mindset is one who lives at his zenith, his pinnacle, one who lives fully, you know, I often say this in my seminars, one who lives deliberately because he understands who he is and he knows that he only has but a short period of time to give to his generation all that God has deposited within him. Usually, I usually said, um, do not be a generational thief. Give to your generation all that God has able you to be a conduit of. You know, the, the pipe always gets wet when it allows the water to flow. So, to have an Olympic mindset is one who is living his fullest potential so that he can die empty. Yes, yes. And to add into that, I would say you would actually have to know consciously who you are because you have to be learning something every day in order to get to that next level within yourself. So yeah, that, that was good, that was good. Um, Pastor C, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Well, uh, in, in fact, uh, to, to continue on what was, the doctor was saying, talking on the Olympic mindset, uh, a, a Olympic, minds, Olympic mindset is do with the uh, predisposition of our mind, of the mind. Whatever the board can do, it depends on how the mind, how right the mind is it. No matter how strong a person he is, no matter how can practice, how can train his body, uh, but when the mind is not trained, he will always be a failure. Then we need 
uh, uh, to to have our mind well well set we need to have a a, a good predisposition predisposition of uh, our mind so that we may become uh, 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 the winners it's uh, in, in few ways, this is the uh, 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 Olympic mindset. Matthias? Right. Uh, I just love the, 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 the way both of you have described what is an Olympic mindset. And that brought a question to my mind. How can someone develop an Olympic mindset? What strategies, what actual practical steps can our viewers take into consideration in order to really build or develop an Olympic mindset? What practical steps? Anyone? Anyone. Anyone, please Anyone? go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to take the necessary time to discover his talents, abilities, gifts, and strengths, his tags. To identify your unique um, position in life, your uniqueness. If you go into a store, you see Nike, you see Adidas, you see various brands, various tags. And each tag communicates some sort of value. I choose Nike over Adidas because of the philosophy that governs the Nike brand. So what it is that I would like to see demonstrated or what represents me as an individual, my mind now has to be adjusted to that. So what is my talent? What are my gifts? What are my abilities? What are my strengths? What do I naturally do? And then I need the necessary time to refine that because I must ask myself, who am I? Why am I here? And this is the destiny that made me necessary. There's, they said why people join banks. It's because they want to. They want answered. Do you see me? Do you hear me? And it matter. So what it is that makes my life matter, or makes my life worth living, and then I discipline myself to ensure that I am in position or reason to attain that type of branding or or to accomplish that act that is should be associated with my name. So when do when people ask for does my name come up? Or what do they think of when they think me? You know, uh, while I lived in South Africa, I often have my, uh, the participants I said, as I said, imagine you're dead, lying in state, and someone has to read your eulogy. What will they say? So it's actually seeing your life at the end and living backwards. So that you can accomplish that desired result. So I believe to attain it, you must first discover, you must first ask the, the, the difficult questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is the destiny that made me necessary? And then I live in accordance to accomplishing or manifesting that. So, and it has various um, routes to take. So I don't want to say, no, you get up early. You, no, because the... You, because of it may be designing, it may be singing, it may be teaching, whatever it is, whatever discipline it is, you have to take the necessary time to uncover, discover, refine who you are, and then be of service to society. Mm. But it's yes, I, 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 
No, go ahead, go ahead. Please finish, finish your thought. So, Dr. Collins, when you say, I understand when you say uh, there are two questions you have uh, proposed that one should ask himself, one of which is, why am I here? Which is, which I have to uh, understand and need to find out what, yeah, that, which has to do with what uh, could give my life significance, right? But then when you say, who am I? What are we trying to define right here? With this question, who am I? Exactly. Okay. Who am I speaks of the thing that I was created to fulfill. Not my title, not me being a doctor, yeah. not not where I work, because the labels can have a limiting effect on one's ability and capacity. It's so much more which transcends what you do. So I might be an engineer, but that's not all I am. You know, it was Mother Teresa who says, I am the pen in the hands of a loving God writing the world of it. So it's to understand who am I without titles, without name. But who am I? My essence, my being. What it is that I was here to answer? What is the question that this generation will ask? that I have the answer to. What is that uniquely only I can fulfill and satisfy and manifest? So it goes deeper than what I do, my profession, my, you know, my athlete. It's not mean necessarily for the individual. So it, it is a soul-searching question that I ask. And you find there are various stars, various celebrities who committed suicide at the pinnacle of success or what we perceive to be success. Because they had the trappings of success, but they were not fulfilled. They were not satisfied. They were not living purposefully. So, who am I speaks to what is the thing that I was created? You know, it's like fitting to a puzzle. I usually um, put together puzzles with my son. And it is that sometimes one puzzle is missing. And then you, got, you know, it, you feel a sense of, you know, not accomplishing what you set out to accomplish. But when you find that specific piece and you put it in the place for which it was designed, and only a puzzle can fit into that space, there's a sense of accomplishment, there's gratification, there is a satisfaction. So discovering who you are is like you being a puzzle fitting into a prepared spot, and only then can you be outstanding. So who am I speaks to the spot that I was created to fit. Okay. Uh, Pastor Steve, do you want to add into that? Oh uh, well, uh from the from where, where Pastor uh, where, where Dr. Austell was 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 building, in fact he emphasized on knowing who you are, in fact, is a it's a it's a matter of identity, knowing your identity. Your identity will tax you to have a self-discipline. When you know who you are, you will work on your self-discipline. One of the things that makes us to failure is the self-discipline. You do not know who you are, 
you cannot have a self-discipline and without a self-discipline you will never reach where you're supposed to reach because on identity it's where we know what are we created for you 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 you, you understand we 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 you and you discover what are you created for and when you discover what are you created for you began to work on self-discipline you began to discipline yourself you began to say okay from here if i know that i am a, 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 i am a man and how can i behave as a man if i am an athletic how can i behave in athletic if you're an athletic you be you do not behave like any 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 person you have rulers in your life that will make you to be a victorious one you will have something that you you, you won't do what others are doing you will say no because i am i am this one i can do this and that and this is in a self discipline natural uh, a person with an olympic mindset need to have a self discipline without self self discipline there is no winner yes 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 so we're so, saying basically that we need to have identity we need to also have a sense of purpose or assignment in life so that's uh, basically some of the steps one should take in consideration in order to build an uh, olympic uh, mindset dr soin you want to say something into that i didn't do that no, go ahead. You 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 covered it. You covered it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 let me ask you this question though. And this is to Pastor Steven. You say success is knowing your purpose in life, progressing to reach your fullest potential and planting seeds that benefit others. So my question is: how should a person with an Olympic mindset frame challenges such as depression and failure. Hmm. Sorry, can you come again? Okay. So you say success is knowing your purpose in life, progressing to reach your fullest potential and planting seeds that benefit others. How should a person with, a, uh, with an Olympic mindset frame challenges such as depression and failure? So like with okay. failure, Okay. Okay. Uh, what a, 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 a person of an athletic mind, a, a person of an athletic mind, I, I say that it's a different person, in fact. He allows or he accepts that he can be knocked down, but not knocked out. He build is someone with a, an athletic mind, a, 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 an athletic mindset, Olympic mindset. He knows that okay, I can be defeated now, but I will never be taken out from my purpose because what takes a, 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 what makes a, 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 a person with an uh, 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 Olympic mindset be different is the purpose. It's not driven uh, uh, by, 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 by the, the, the environment of now. He is driven by the purpose. Where may I go? Then no matter what challenges we face when I'm running, 
because I know the purpose. Even if I fall down, I will wake up and I will, I will continue running until I conquer uh, my, my, my race. Then it was a, a, a person with an athletic mindset can frame uh, 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 the challenge of uh, 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 oh, you you you're saying uh, sorry. Uh, Overcoming depression and, and failure. Depression. Okay, then it, 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 it doesn't matter what comes. And he, he know the purpose. The purpose is, 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 is what motivates him, you see. Uh, 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 people with an athletic mindset, uh, it's not because they, they, they never failed. They failed many times. Yeah. But their purpose, they take them to continue running until they accomplish their purpose. Yes, yes. So pretty much... When you think of failure, there's nothing wrong with failing, because with failing you're going to learn. Yeah, there is no problem in fail. We'll fail many times in life, yeah. but we'll never give up if we have an Olympic mindset. We'll continue running. We'll know that okay, today I am defeated. Not today I failed, and I am going to prepare myself. If 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 it was an area of business, what I would say, I would say that I have to repackage my stuff. I will repackage my product, and it's like I take banana that people used to buy and i see that i no longer buy no longer buying because they know that uh, this banana is, is is here from 10 weeks i go and buy a new package and i put the new the, the same banana and i publish <laughs> i publish it and people will come and buy this is the mind of uh, uh, of an athletic uh, person of an athletic olympic mind okay <laughs> <laughs> you want to package what what makes us to fail, and we continue selling. <laughs> okay, you open it up and go get another package. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the same. That was a good one. <laughs> the banana. <laughs> the same question. How should a person with an Olympic mindset frame challenges such as uh, depression and uh, failure? Don't tell us about repackaging that banana. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, doctor, in fact, doctor, our people love new things. The same product that you do, you sell today. If he comes and buy tomorrow, uh, he despise it. And if we we can have a new a, a new package, it's like people are not buying uh, the product that they buy package. And people with a, 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 a Olympic mindset, when they know that their business are no longer running with the same speed, they go back to the to the 
storeroom to prepare the new package in order to then we we repackage our, 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 our everything we do if we wanna sell it if we wanna give to Paul repackage it okay okay so I got it I got it so basically what you're saying is there may come a time when you are um, you're stuck let me just say I'll use the word stuck you're stuck and you need to revisit how to change or redirect or reset in order to move forward. Right. Is that what you're saying? Sorry? I was saying that Come. I was going to, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can. I can hear Okay. So what I was saying is I'm going to use the word stuck. So when a person becomes stuck, they need to go back and reinvent. They need to reset. They need to do something different in order to move forward because every now and then you're going to come to a point when you're, you're stagnant. So you're going to have to do something to change, to grow, to go above and beyond. So that's what I get when I listen to what you just said. And as far as, um, you know, getting over, getting past failure, getting past depression, correct? Yeah, that's the, the very the right statement. We go back and we reinvent. Yes, reinvent. That's the word. We do not we do not sit down and cry. No, we we we, we go back and reinvent, and we come with new strength. Got it. Okay, Doctor Stell. Yeah. Same question. You have anything to add on? How do you move from being depressed? How, how should a person with an Olympic mindset bring challenges such as depression and failure? Okay. Um, an Olympic mindset doesn't mean you are a magician or a miracle worker. You're a human being with an extraordinary mind. So one has to respect the fact that I'm a human being and there are times I need to discharge and recharge. So it is in keeping with my humanity that I allow for moments of um, reflection. But I don't dwell there because I understand the responsibility I have to my generation. I have the discipline required to pick myself up, dust myself off, and continue. However, sometimes introspection and you know, they said lunacy. Is doing something and expecting a different results. So wisdom would suggest being prudent. Suggest that if I did not um, win with, um, with A or strategy A, I have the courage to try a different strategy. Albeit I'm on the same path to accomplish the same goal, but I may not do the same thing to accomplish that. For example, if you're trying to lose weight, some people do it by diet, some people do it by both, both dieting and exercise, some people do it by just exercising because of the metabolism helps, and some people have to go extra. So one has to understand where they are, what they're trying to accomplish, and what it is that is impeding their progress, so that they take measured steps 
in accomplishing or in overcoming that hurdle. But depression sometimes we don't even understand why it is that we are feeling pressed. So I think a moment to reflect, meditate, and realign ourselves with our trueness of our being helps us to understand. And you see, when you keep surprised, there was an old thing when we were, um, I believe it's this. They said, keep your eyes on the prize. So even though my surroundings may not uh, um, reflect where I want to be, I must have the discipline enough to say that this is where I am, but it's not where I ought to be. So if I am not where I see, then I know I have not yet arrived. So it helps me to understand my responsibility in putting the next foot forward. So I ought not to be defeated by my current circumstances because I am aware of the vision I hold before me. So how do you transcend depression or that, that space of depression? So we are able to understand your humanity, embrace it, but have the discipline and the courage to go beyond it. Professor? Wow, that was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. I want to ask you, Dr. Collins and also Pastor Steve, could you walk us, please walk us uh, through the process of how to overcome challenges using the Olympic mindset? Let's just walk us through how to overcome challenges once having the Olympic or in the process of building or even having already an Olympic mindset. How can one overcome hurdles or difficulties or challenges. Just walk us through the process, please. Dr. Collins, head. Which one? Three. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, thank you very much, Doctor, uh, for giving me the the, the, the ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, one of the things that we we need to, to do or we need to develop, uh, we as people with an uh, Olympic mindset, uh, is to have daily target i don't know if you i i i i, I you can hear me we <laughs> need to have a, a a daily a daily target a daily target will 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 drive us because if you do not uh have your daily target sometime you will run with people that are already defeated Oh, that's good. If okay. you do not know your target, you will run with people that are already failed. Then it's like when we go to the Olympic Games, uh, let me try to say that there are, are, are three or four kind of people that are going to the Olympic Games. The number one are going there just to participate. 
they spend a lot of money, their country invest in the in them, and they go there just to participate so that their name will be there. Uh, the second group is the group that is going there to compete, but with not interest of winning. They already got there okay. with the mind that no, who can win? Are the athletes of USA, of Jamaica, of Brazil, and we as African, we just go to run. We are not going there. Uh, we are already defeated. And we have this, the, the third one. The third one are those ones who are going for, for, to win, are going already, they have in their mind that we want to win these games. Okay. But there are, there are these ones that are seemingly like are not important, but are very important. Those ones, they cannot... Uh, reach uh, 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 the math in the first place, but they are running to win or to to improve their own matter, their own target. It's like they know that last year they ran and they were uh, 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 in such uh, how can I call it? Uh, they reach one minute, uh, 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 one minute and twenty five. And this year they go, they, they run with others. Okay, this one, the third one, can win. They can conquer everybody, but they didn't conquer themselves. And I like this, those one, the fourth one. The fourth one, they are competing with themselves. The best way of being a winner is when you began to conquer your first, yourself first before you conquer others. Because some of those who are conquering others, they never conquer themselves. They never improve themselves. You look at them and you see uh, they are winners. But check them, you'll see that last year, they were in the same level. And you try to run with them. You do not look your inside. You do not look on your 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 your, your, your mark. You need to look at yourself. Okay, last year I have this mark. I, I ran one uh, uh, four four meters four four hundred meters in two minutes. This year I wanna run four hundred meters in one minute and fifty two minutes. And those ones I love that are competing with themselves. Athletic or Olympic mindset, it has to do, number one, to compete with yourself. And then you can become the winner. The great mirror yeah. must be in you. Okay? Okay. Okay. In addition to that, when the enemy will defeat in the enemy outside cannot touch me or, you know, affect me. I believe in, in um, supporting what you just said. The greatest opponent is the one within yourself. And when you compete, not with others, but with your best or perceived best, so you try to better your best, I think that is the Olympic mindset activated. When my goals are not my opponent's ability, 
my very so my my standards and you see I must come to terms with what you know there's some people have shoulds and must what I must accomplish is different to what I should accomplish you know and I must not seek permission to be me most people have not accomplished their best selves because they have not been given permission to do so. Mm. So I must settle within myself that I am here for a specific purpose and the fact that I'm alive testifies that there is a destiny that is necessary. And no woman can give me permission to do that and accomplish that. So I am going to do all that I can to accomplish my best self, my best timing, my best ideals. And so my life has to be in, in congruent with my perceived vision, my vision. Not my parents, not my pastor, not my communities. But what I believe I was created to do, and that's where the satisfaction comes in living. So I'm not living in vain, because when I please X person, I displease my my only thought is in knowing that I am doing and living in accordance with what I was created to accomplish. Mm. So you overcome that by, by living so deliberately that you know, without a shadow of doubt, without fear of contradiction, that you know, you know, I know, he who knows not. Anyway. It's to first get permission not from anybody else but from return. And when you understand who you are and not need permission from anybody else, you're activating your Olympic mindset. Because you're, you know, it's like when you have a horse and you not bridle but you have the blinders. The horse is focused. And it speaks to, you know, light, force light can confuse steel. Let us have the laser beam. It's a light that is intensely focused. But when your rays and your vision and, and, and gaze are, are dispersed, it, it reduces your focus and it causes you to be distracted. And I think our greatest disorder is the distractions of everyday living. When you are, when you can quiet the noise and listen to the stillness of who you really are, then you can accomplish your truest ideal. Okay, so what I thought I heard is, well, my big takeaway is on there is focus. So pretty much what you said is when you are um, understanding and knowing yourself, and this is where you need to put the blinders on in order to stay focused to overcome. And so when, once you have the blinders on and you're looking straight ahead, you know that's going to help you get over those hurdles that you need. So basically you need to understand who you are and focus on that because you're here, not by um, anyone else putting you here per se, God almighty put you here with a purpose and you need to understand what that purpose is to, to carry it out and fulfill Correct. the purpose. Correct. And then the, the last thing that you said that, that, that hit me was you need to listen in the stillness. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I need to be still in order for me to hear. 
Yes. Matthias, anything on this? No, that, that's uh, really, really profound what it has been shared. I just love it all. I love it all. Mm -hmm. Because uh, going back to Pastor C, when he spoke about the four competitors in the a, in a, in Olympic game, I just, I kind of love, also love the, the, the last one, which is someone has to compete with himself, with, it, with his yes. own records. So that's great. And that's what also Dr. Collins was adding, up, adding on. And, and I understand really it's about, life's about me. My life's about me. Me mm -hmm. and what God has sent me to do on earth. Mm -hmm. So that somehow wipes away the idea of competition with others, wanting to focus on what others are doing. Because sometimes I think we spend uh, most time gazing into other people's field, yet ignoring my own, what's happening around me. So I think... And what my take is here is that uh, I have to I have to learn to focus on myself, mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. my assignment. Yes, because that's what I was here to do. And I believe that when we when I go back back to the Creator, I'm sure He won't be asking me things of business with us to do with Dr. Sonia or or, or Pastor Steve's assignment. Will ask me about the assignment He gave to me. Yes. So, and that takes us back, for example, to the parable of, of the talents. There was a five, there was a two, and there was a one. And so when it came to them, when the, the, the reckoning day came, so to speak, he asked each of them about the talents he has given to each. He never asked, for for example, to the person, the one he gave uh, two uh, talents. He didn't ask any question regarding the one, uh, the five talents he gave to the other person. He just asked, he dealt with each person according to the talents he gave them. So the, the, the take is, my take is really, we, I have to learn to focus on what God has sent me to do here on earth. Yes, yes, That's yes, problem. yes. Okay. Um, I have a question for Pastor. What role, if any, does mentorship play in building, developing people with an Olympic mindset? So, you know, we hear so often about, well, you know, we need vision. And we need to um, give you a new perspective. We need to talk about challenges. I need to challenge you and you need to be able to fulfill those challenges. So those are just some things that I'm throwing out. But what role do you see that um, a mentorship plays in building and developing people with Olympic mindsets? Okay. Uh when we, we, we go to the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter Genesis chapter chapter uh, 13 and verse 14, there are some things that uh, uh, that God says to, to, to Abraham when he is separated with law. We do remember that law he just chose the part the person where was green. And I like what God said to Abraham, look from where you are. <laughs> we need to teach people not to look where they are, but to look from where they are. Our victory, it's when we become, we began to look not the situation, not the environment, not the problems. When we want to empower people, when we want to empower this generation, our generation, 
we need to stop showing the problem. We need to show show them who who failed, uh, what our forefathers did. We need the only way to empower them is to tell them that look from where you are. Because if we look here where we are, we can face problems. But when we look from where we are, we see possibility. Then it's what we have to challenge to empower our, our, our generation. Yes, we are born in Africa. We are born in poor families. We are born in a poor environment. But let us not look our environment. Let, let us not look where we are born. Let us look the possibilities because in every count, in every continent, there are possibilities. What we need to do is the position. Most of the time, we do not see better things because we are not well positioned. We are positioned to look from where we are. You see, uh, and I am saying I am living in Maputo. Uh, there is a, a, a area called Polnakaniso. And there are new buildings over there, okay? And the new buildings there, uh, the new hotels, there are two types of views. There is a view that when you look at, you see Polana Canis, it's in a, it's in a, 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 a location that you cannot love. But if you are wise, you choose a room where the windows, the doors open to the site of summer shield, of, of the beach, and you'll see greater things. And the problem of life is how we choose where our windows are open to. We remember the story of Daniel in chapter 6. The Bible says that he went to the upstairs. He opened the windows to the side of Jerusalem. He didn't up to Babylon. And what made Daniel not to bow to the God of Babylonians? It's because he opened or the, his house was built in a strategic way. Our life must be built in a strategic way so that we may face the greater opportunity because here in Africa, here in our location, there are always opportunity, but it depends on how you look. And this is what we need. Our, our mentors, they must teach us to see well. Our leaders must teach us to see the right side. The problem of Africa, I am an African, I love Africa, but the problem, they show us the wrong side. They show us the wrong side. They open the wrong windows for us. And now is the time for us, we young generation, to change the view. We open our windows to the side of Jerusalem. Where there is a peace, there is a prosperity, there is a blessings, there is a rich, there is opportunity, and everything good. It's a time to change the view. We open our windows to the right side. We need to stop 
to look where our father has shown us. The war, the poverty, the problems. No, now it's our time. If we wanna, if we wanna develop Africa, we close the the the, 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 the other windows and we open the new windows. We mm. look for a new site and we'll see things will happen in a different way. God bless you. That's good. That's good. Okay, Doctor Stem. Yes. Your mentor was Doctor Miles Monroe. Yes. What role? did he play in mentoring you and building and developing you with an Olympic mindset? He was the one that actually transformed me from thinking um, in a limited perspective to the limitless um, reality. Mentorship is, is, is key. I believe that, you know, they guide us to what, to the land of possibilities. Sometimes people hold a core belief that is very strong. And when they are presented with evidence that work against that belief, the new evidence cannot be accepted because it would create a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive dissonance. And because it is so important to protect that belief, they will rationalize, ignore, and even deny anything that doesn't fit with that belief. So I believe mentors help us to change our belief. You see, knowing who you are also helps you to understand who you are not. Yeah. It helps you to understand who you are not. So it's not just knowing that I am a leader, but I know that I am not a quitter. <laughs> so mentorship helps you to model not only possibility, but success. And we must be careful who we attach because that person's DNA infects us and affects us. Because if you have somebody with a limited mindset, that can have devastating impacts on how you see yourself. Because if you constantly hear, I can't do it. Because you remember Confucius says, he who thinks he can and he who thinks he cannot are both usually right. And mentorship gives us a better perspective because they usually would have walked the road we are now attempting to walk. So we can avoid the pitfall. You know, they said uh, experience is the greatest teacher. <laughs> But sometimes that is not always so. I don't have to get infected with a, a deadly disease to learn my lesson. I don't have to be burnt by fire to know that fire burns. And therefore, mentorship is, is like a trust relationship. And most people have a deficit with that trust, you know. Because he would have lived his life in such a way. And, you know, the last book he gave was The Power of Character in Leadership. And it helps you to understand, and it, it, it brought in light um, Nelson Mandela. He said, Nelson, he said to live our lives in such a way that you speak less, but your words are impactful. You know, politicians usually speak a lot, but their words have no meaning. <laughs> but he said, live your life in such a way that you don't even have to speak. But because your very essence and what you represent is manifested by your mere presence. So I don't have to tell you I am a good person. You know it because I have lived it. And mm. I am not allowed to teach what I have not lived. So that is the level of mentorship that Dr. Monroe has helped me to navigate the vicissitudes of life. Helping me to be not only focused, but laser focused on living a purpose-driven life. So you understand that he who knows not and knows not that he knows not is a fool and you should shun him. 
He who knows not and knows as he knows not is asleep. Wake him. But he who knows and knows not that he knows is a child. Is a is a child. Teach him. But he who knows and knows not that and knows that he knows is a wise man, you should follow him. So you have to identify and choose your mentors carefully and wisely. Not everybody who presents themselves ought to be in that place and position of mentorship. And one of my current day mentors is, is Ambassador Dr. Clive Rivers. I mean, he has lived his life with such excellence, a life of service, a life of civility, that I believe he is not only a gift to our generation, but he models how we ought to not only live, but think. And I think our greatest challenge is in our mind. The battleground is our mind. The devil is after our mind. It is with the mind that we serve the Lord. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You know, you know let your mind, he is able to keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Christ. So I believe, be not conformed to this world, but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I believe our, the, our greatest asset is our mind. Yes, yes. And hence they said leaders are readers. So you have to exercise your mind by what you put in, by what you do. What is your daily activity? What are your shows? What are your must? I must have this. I must do this. What is the discipline that I develop based on the mindset that I have? So your mentor helps you to mentally navigate the vicissitudes of life, helps you to overcome the bouts of depression helps you to transcend your humanity almost. But you see, wrapped in our humanity is our divinity. So my divinity, that's why they said this man, Christ, he was a man, but was in touch with his divinity. So much so that they said he is one who is, he, he knows our infirmities. He's not a Anyway, but my mentor, Dr. Miles Monroe, helped me to understand the possibilities of life because my, where I grew up and what I knew did not give me permission to be more than my circumstances. But because of his mentorship, I was able to transcend the limit. And the first book I read was Maximizing Your Potential. When you understand that you do have potential, only then can you even maximize it. Most of our generation, you know, we're so preoccupied with being cool and do what is trending that we forsake truth. You know, mm -hmm. when the Bible says, um, I am the way to the truth that gives you life. <laughs> Let... <laughs> so, we have to respect and, and it has to be an exchange because the anointing I despise cannot spice my life. So they have to be that spirit of honor. Because what I give honor to, that honor not only infuses me, but it protects me. It, it empowers me. And that's why leadership is not just a position or a title. It, it, it is a repositioning. And it helps you to be a, a map and a compass to those that are coming behind. And that's the, that's the power of mentorship, is you understanding that there's someone who went before you that allows you to become better 
than you thought possible and that you have a responsibility to model for those coming after you. So it's a selfless existence where you understand where you are and there, there need to be an intergenerational connection where that's, there's a cross-pollination. So it's not, about, it's not just about youthful exuberance. We need the pollination of our elders' experience because there are certain things that you cannot learn in a book. You, you have to experience it. I can't read how to ride rapids. I have to experience it. So mentorship helps you to navigate the vicissitudes of life, helping you to understand the parameters and the limitations of our humanity. But it gives you, it, 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 it opens the, the veil to our divinity that helps us to know that greater is used in me than he that is in the world. And as Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that is the power and the gift of mentorship. It gives you the gift of access to someone's life so that you can see the possibilities in your own life. That's good. That's good. Matthias, you have anything? I can see your face. Well, you have to watch. I'm just mesmerized. That's a profound lot of being shared yeah. right here with uh, Pastor Steve and Dr. Collins, especially on mentorship. Well, just shared is so fabulous, which I hope that our viewers will take this into regard. For those who uh, do not have mentors, should begin to find one, the right ones, and attach themselves to them because, like we're saying, that uh, the mentors, they open the doors, the doors of possibility for us, and they help us see the world in different light. So that's very profound. And then the, there's one thing that you talked about, the problems about the mind. And we're seeing that the, the, we are in the, the benefit of the mind. It's like the mind is the benefit of life, about how we think. But then, still sticking to that you said about the mind, my question is, would be, uh, what's the key to thinking like a winner? What's the key to thinking like a winner? You know, explanation, you mentioned, talk about the mind. You know, as the main thing is, so it's also in the scriptures. And you talked about the renewal of the mind. It's necessary yes. for us to conquer ourselves and then win in life, in the game of life. But then what is the key to thinking like a winner? My, my, um, I'm not seeing myself. Can you see me? Yes, I can see you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, Dr. Carter Woodson says, if you can control a man's thinking, you don't have to worry about his actions. When you determine what a man shall think, you don't have to concern yourself with what he will do. If you make a man feel that he's inferior, you don't have to compel him to accept an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. And if you make a man think that he's justly an outcast, you don't have to order him to the back door. He will go without being told. And if there's no back door, his very nature will demand one. I believe through mm. the passage of time and misinformation and disinformation, we have been denatured. The fact I lived in South Africa and what maybe fell in love with Africa was the fact that it, it brought me back to a sense of royalty where you, you, you did not only inherited a slave history, but you go, you transcended that and allowed yourself, you, you, you allowed your, not your ethnicity, but your essence to be reconnected and reunited with, 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 with the true sense of your royal identity. And that's what I love with, with um, 
Ambassador Rivers. He was the ambassador of large for Burundi. So our conversations on our royal lineage, it is phenomenal. Only when I know what is possible, I can act and walk and, and be. I can be the one. I don't have to hope for the one. I don't have to vote for the one. Because I am the one. I am the captain of my soul. I am the master of my fate. And when we help our young people to understand that they don't have to be affiliated with a gang, affiliated a trend, but they can be trending. They don't, you know, and you see, understanding the power of your mind helps to also understand the, 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 how impregnating are the power of your words. If most of us who have grown up with our grandparents who have said words and thoughts have molding powers. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. I don't have to, you don't have to tell me a secret. I just have to listen. And you will spit it out because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when I understand the power that resides within my words, I would not call my fellow brothers, what's up, dog? <laughs> I will not denigrate yeah. a woman because I understand how pregnant my words are. You know, and that's why we have been abusive not physically, but emotionally and psychologically because we have been reckless with our words. Even as parents, in our anger and frustration, we are not careful with the words and the language we use. So we have caused irreparable damages because of what we said. There are certain things that plagues our mind because not what was done, but what was said. And, you know, you said licks, burns, and it cools. But the scars from your words lives on so i believe that we have a responsibility not only to guard our mind but watch our language because there's certain things that when it's released you can't take it back so your life you know that's why they said the lord our god is one whatsoever a man thinketh so is he because you can only speak what you think so you renew your mind by first understanding who you are. Mm. I believe it, we have, as a generation that has been enlightened, need to take the necessary time to mold, to reboot, to re-engineer a new reality, a new normal, because what is normal have been so damaging and denigrating to our humanity that filth has become normal. They said, what is evil? are made to be fair-seeming. So we no longer have a concept of what is right and what is wrong. So we have to be standard bearers. You are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You, do, you know, they said, Satan is called the prince of darkness. Prince meaning forced to rule. Darkness means not the color of our skin, but the domain of ignorance. What... He is the first one to rule or take charge of what we don't know. And we have bred a generation that is so delighted with ignorance that they delight us, I don't know that. <laughs> so we no longer challenge them to be more by what they know. There's an image that says when you read books, it helps you to see beyond the limitations of the world before you because leaders are readers. And we can consume information in so many unique ways. You can, you know, you can Google, you can YouTube. You don't even have to read it in a book. 
you know, they said that the way to keep knowledge from us is to just put it in a book. So they created Facebook. So, but what do you do with that tool? Anyway. anyway. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. That's the same. That was so deep for the college. Thank you so much. Wow, what is so the time deep. limit? Because I, I don't want to go over the time. Um, we're just about done, so okay. you're good. Okay. Okay. Before Pastor well, Steve, do you want to add something to that? Yeah. I saw it well. Uh, uh... Oh. Dr. Collins already said uh, almost everything. Uh, just adding, uh, in fact, the key, number one, is not conforming. Uh, the conf when we get confirmed with the pattern, with the situation of this world, with the way of doing things of this world, will never will never win will never become winners the number two uh, is, is the focus it's like we need to be uh, uh, focused people uh, the number the number three is the consistency the problem this is a great problem the lack of consistency mm. It's like today we are trying to do this. And when we see other people, it's like the lack of an identity, while we're saying Dr. Collins. When we, when we do not know ourselves, when we do not have our own identity, we do not have our own ground. We're trying to do it. When we see other people are doing, we jump and we want to do. After tomorrow, we see other people trying and we jump. We we, we, we are not consistent. And the, 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 the last thing is the discipline. You will never become a winner until you have a disciplined life. And this is the problem of our generation, my generation, the lack of discipline. We need to have a discipline, and through discipline, we are going to become winners. We concentrate on what we are doing. We concentrate on the rest. We concentrate not on other things that we see on us, but we concentrate on the peoples and it will take us to become winners. And it's just what I wanted, I wanted to, to add from what is the call? Readers and leaders. That's the fun. Dr. Sonia. Um, you know, I'm going to sum all that up with just one word. And I'm going to say attitude. Because when you look at everything that was just said, it all starts with attitude. You need to have the appropriate attitude if you want to be a winner. You know, you can't have, um, no matter what happens, sometimes, like what we said earlier, there's going to be failure. But we can't let the failure hinder us. 
because those failures are going to help us grow and reach us and help us get to the next level. So that's how I'm going to sum up that last question. And I'm telling you, you both dropped some nuggets on there. <laughs> on those answers right here, it's like, oh my God, I, got, I, I was just writing. You know, I got tons and tons of notes of what you just said. Um, the last question, I'm going to throw this one to you, Matias, and see how he responds to this one. Uh, Matias, how should an entrepreneur view competition? Come again? How should an entrepreneur view competition? Well, I'm going to stand on what our speakers have already spoken. I think the number one thing to understand is about identity. Once you know who you are, and you number two, you know your purpose in life, that's your assignment, that's what you're born to do, I'm sure you will roll out the word competition out of your vocabulary because then you're going to understand that life is not a competition but a manifestation. So I believe that an entrepreneur with an identity, then with a purpose in life, we know that he's not here to compete, but then to manifest. We are here to manifest the purpose God has assigned us or sent us to earth to fulfill. I don't believe that Jesus was competing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were the ones trying to compete with him, but he wasn't competing with them. He was focused. He understood why he came to earth. That's why he said, I've come to fulfill my father's assignment. And then he says, I do what I see the father doing. And I speak while hearing the father speaking. So like Dr. Cosmo was speaking, the father, so to speak, was his mentor. So he was focused on his assignment, being guided by his mentor. So that's what I see. I don't see a reason why an entrepreneur should delve even into competition. Even though sometimes that's, what, that, that's the word that the world uses, competition. The market is so aggressive. We are in competition. But then if you understand your focus, you understand your purpose, you understand your mission, you got identity, you know you're here to manifest. So whatever you do, either uh, uh, building yourself up like reading and uh, following mentors and uh, self-assessment and all that, even going into what uh, Pastor Steve was saying about uh, repackaging your banana package and all that. You see, you, you do all that to manifest, not necessarily to compete. That would be uh, my save and take on that one. Good, good. Okay, it's getting late, and I know that um, it's after a close to 11 o'clock in Mozambique, and I know Estelle's in the car, and it's almost 4.30, so I don't want to keep you that much longer. So, Professor, if you could close this out. Come again, please. I says, if you go ahead and just close this out for the day, for this evening, yeah. I appreciate it. Yes. That's right. I want to say thank you so much uh, once again, Dr. Sonia, for taking the, the challenge to bring about this show, which is definitely changing the world, especially Mozambique. Now we are just getting to knowing this show. I think this is the second, not the third. So we have a, a conversation that made a Mozambique, and that this show is growing in this country. We're going to take it even to other Portuguese speaking nations like Portugal. We want to take it to Portugal and Brazil and uh, Cape, uh, there's a country called uh, Angola and also a Green Cape. You want us to make sure that uh, we come to understand and partake of the, the nuggets which is which are displayed or exposed or taught on this conversation that made at Mozambique. And then I want to extend my sincere gratitude to Dr. Collins. 
thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, uh, to start, to adjust our program into your schedule, and I thank you for the nuggets you have also released today on uh, mentorship and all the other words of wisdom you have shared today. Honestly, thank you so much for that, and also of course appreciate your fantasy for the time taken to also join us in conversation that made a Mozambique. Thank you so much, and I'm sure that our viewers, of course. We had uh, Sarivas also on the viewer side. I want to say thank you, Sarivas, for taking the time to join this show. And of course, appreciate as well as every other viewer that is taking the time to join us. I want to say thank you so much on behalf of Dr. Sonia, the founder of uh, Conversation That, that Matters. We hope to come back definitely for another episode of Conversation That Matters Mozambique with so much negative wisdom. So thank you so much, stay well, God bless you. Thank you, and thank you to our two special guests today, Dr. Michelle and Dr. C, or I'm sorry, Pastor C. And I will see everyone back in two weeks on December 5th for the next show. I'm going to take a vacation for two weeks. And Dr. Matthias will be back with us in December. Uh, does either one of our special guests have any closing remarks before we end the show? Closing remarks? One once, twice. Can you hear me? I'm here. Come again, please. I missed you. Michael, I want to thank you for allowing me to speak. And I believe that the Olympic mindset is not so much about a winner's mindset, but a, a mindset that completes. Because Christ said it is finished. <laughs> so I believe one has to be, you know realize that it's not about winning, it's not about competition with someone else, but it's about completing my purpose, it's completing my passion, my vision, my mission, it's about completion, the discipline to complete, yes. Okay. Um, Pastor, will you close us out in prayer? So, thank you very much for, for inviting uh, Thank you for being part of this conversation that made us. It was a, such an honor and blessing for me to be part. I, I believe that uh, uh, God will give us much opportunity. We'll be always watching you. And we pray so that God may increase the grace upon your life. And we may reach more nations. This program may reach more nations and more people. Unfortunately, my 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 children's uh, my spiritual children's wanted to watch the program. In fact, they, some they are watching, but unfortunately, because of the language, uh, they can't uh, understand the, the 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 English. But we believe that uh, uh, next time we uh, will God will give us grace so that they may understand the, the language yes. of heavens. And yes. God bless you. Thank you. Would you go ahead and pray for us? Okay, let's, let's pray. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you. We give you honor and the glory, Father. Thank you, God, for this wonderful opportunity that, Father, you gave us. Father God, thank you for every, every word that God we uttered from our mouth. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus for the life of your servants, Dr. Sonia, Dr. Mutola, Dr. Collins, 
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Father God, add more wisdom upon the life of Lord. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for the life of all the people who watch the programs and those who will be watching, oh, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that, Father, let your weed, Father, found them and transform them in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that your grace, let the, your grace, oh, Father, endure forever upon our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory and honor unto you for you are the Lord and protect us today and forever, ever in Jesus' mighty name. We give it glory. Amen. 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 Okay, thank you. I'll see you guys backstage. Thank you. <laughs>